0: Hey guys, Mike Murphy here, and I got a lot of good news for you this week at the, well this used to be the Creation Frequency Show and the Mountains of Hope Show, and I think we've done three of each, and so we're changing gears, we're going to make a one hour show, and the new name is The Power of Your Voice, and the reason I wanted to change that, you know, I can only talk about the Creation Frequency for so long, okay? We're going to incorporate it into every show, bits and pieces, right? Because it's a powerful protocol to really create the life of your dreams. And I can only talk about Mountains of Hope and everything we do there for a certain amount of time. And so we're going to, we're going to incorporate segments from some of our coaches and teachers at Mountains of Hope. So that'll be part of the show. But really, my mission, my purpose, um, is to really inspire, motivate, and educate, especially people that are underdogs, have been dealt a short deck, are suffering, are struggling, are stuck in a rut. And the people that really resonate the the most with me are young people that just didn't get a fair shake in life, that were born into unfortunate circumstances. No one really loved them the way they should have been loved. No one really taught them the way they should have been taught. Nobody really cared for them. And now they're teenagers, early 20s, early 30s, and they're struggling. You know, they and life is getting more and more difficult every every year right now. We're going through a, a major shift in the world. And so so many people are suffering from anxiety and depression. So many people are committing suicide. So many people are going in and shooting up and killing people. So much crime, so much homelessness, so much desperation. And, and I have a heart for that because the way my life has been going, or the life I've led, has put me in a lot of tough situations, a lot of tough circumstances. And don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining, I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams. And, and I'm very, very fortunate. Most of my problems were self-inflicted, but that's probably true for you too. Why? Because of our childhood programming. No one really teaches us what we're doing here, why we're here, who we are, what we're here, what's going on. No one really teaches us how to act, how to, how to become successful. You know, everything is programming, and the programmers all have an agenda. So the first programmers are our parents. And very few of us are born to two totally complete, whole, heartfelt people, right? Most of them, there's a lot of dysfunction, whether it be alcohol, drugs sexual drama whatever you know a lot of issues in childhood and then of course the schools i don't i can't i couldn't imagine raising children in today's world you know with all this stuff that i see out there and it's a difficult time of life right now the other thing is because i had someone very close to me diagnosed with cancer and fought it for nine years before passing away and dying is people that have diagnosed with cancer um, my heart goes out to them. I know what they're faced with. I know the fears. I know the diagnosis. I know the treatments. I know the pain. I know the suffering. I know how it affects everybody in the household. And so this is why we created Mountains of Hope, which is a 16-day transformational health retreat here in Medellin, Colombia, with the whole purpose, two purposes. One, is for people to, that have an issue, whether it's a physical diagnosis of some sort, it could be just lack of energy, it could be obesity, it could be depression, it could be early diagnosed cancer, it could be early diagnosed Parkinson's disease. But for me, I look at all diseases as disease, and all cures are pretty much the same. What do I mean? Well, I mean this what happens is, the toxicity in our body builds up where does toxicity comes from well the air is extremely dirty nowadays the food if it's even real because we use GMO seeds a lot of the food we're eating isn't even real food anymore it's geo-engineered food and the soil has been ruined so many pesticides so so the food is not very good and healthy then if you especially if you're in America with the, the the meat and the fish fish is full of mercury Chicken's full of hormones. The meat is full of everything that's not good for us, right? And so we need to get this toxicity out of our body. And so we use amazing protocols at Mountains of Hope to flush all this stuff out of your system. We use enzymes. Most enzymes are two or three months old. Our enzymes are three years old. And, and while they're growing, they're they're alive, while it's growing, you know, they played the betting um, music in the background you know and they pray over these things right so we use these powerful enzymes that detox the body and the first day is literally detox the colon and the intestines and then the next five days are preparing you to get all the stones out of your liver and your gallbladder and while at the same time we're giving you IV vitamins nutrients minerals that you need We're giving you ozone therapy. We're putting a lot of oxygen into your body. We're teaching you to exercise with additional oxygen. We're giving you infrared saunas. We're giving you coffee enemas, massages, um, a lot of education. We're teaching you so that when you go home, you will know how to detox your body. We use only distilled water. All of our water is filtrated. We grow over 40, 50 vegetables and, and fruits on our property with amazing, powerful soil. We have twenty acres, seven thousand feet in the Andes mountains. We have a walking path called the Camino de Miguel with a lot of elevation change. You walk this two or three times a day it's like almost running a marathon I mean so we're gonna we're gonna get you to sweat these toxins out we're gonna use coffee enemas and get them out we're gonna give you nothing but green juice to drink for a week while we give you these enzymes. And we're going to flush the system out. And So that's going to take care of the physical thing. And we're going to teach you how to do it as a regular practice when you get home. That's week one. And we end that week with the liver gallbladder flush. And then we anchor that with a magical sweat lodge ceremony. And so that's the end of week one. Then we switch gears into week two. So what is week two? Week two, we get into plant medicines psychedelic plant medicines uh, all kinds of different plant medicines that we use different types of shamans we use um, different types of prayers different types of sound healing that we use different types of yoga that we use uh, breath work like wim hof we have cold water plunges um, but we're going to take you into these very ancient shamanic ceremonies some as long as six hours long where you're going to come face to face with your soul and your, your real self. And this medicine is going to teach you what it is you need to know to heal. So I believe I look at all disease as disease and I look at all healing as healing. So once we've cleaned this physical body and we get on a path and we get to, we understand what proper nutrition is. And so now we fix that one element of our body, right? Now we need to look at the brain change your brain change your life change your life change your destiny right so how do we do this well we got to understand how it works right so we're going to teach you about the left brain the right brain and training them both together how do neural pathways work how do you unwire neural pathways that aren't serving you or they're leading you to bad habits bad belief systems and how do you install new ones so we'll do some nlp and we'll get you to really understand how the mind works but most importantly, in something that I believe is so powerful, is to inspire you and to motivate you to take the longest, shortest, most powerful journey of your life. It's actually the shortest, but it's the hardest. And it's 18 inches. It's moving from here to here. See, to me, this is an insane asylum when I live here. See, this thing can lie to you. This thing can manipulate you. I hate to think what this thing can do left to its own devices but I can know it can be programmed because it was already once and I've had to unprogram it I know it can be brainwashed I know it can be lied to I know it can be taught to believe things that aren't true that don't serve me but when I move from here to here I live in my heart see my heart can't lie to you my heart can't cheat you my heart can't hurt you you know because my love my heart is open and it's full of love. And it took some traumatic experiences for me to end up like that. So at Mountains of Hope, we have open heart ceremonies where we get together in small groups and we use the power of intention, the power of community, the power of prayer to help each of us open these beautiful hearts. And then when we link the heart, it becomes coherent with the brain. And these brain waves and these heart waves become coherent and we become whole and we get this amazing feeling of invincibility of eternal timeless consciousness because that's who we really are i'm i'm not this body this body is made up of 50 trillion living individual conscious cells working together to create a human body that you Look at and say that's mike murphy but (laughs) that's just the story right these 50 trillion cells are here to do a purpose to create a vessel that houses my heart and my soul not my physical heart my spiritual heart you know there's a seen world which is this physical reality and then there's unseen world and that's what we access in week two we're getting to get into the field we're going to learn to understand how this field of infinite possibilities really works What is the field of infinite possibilities? Let me ask you something. How can I take out my telephone and send a text to China and get a reply in less than a second? What is that traveling on? This is all air. This is all nothing, right? Well, it's really not. Tesla called it plasma. The Indians call it prana. The Chinese call it chi. It's energy. It's the field of infinite possibilities. And this is where everything starts before it comes here. I challenge you to look into your physical life right now, everything in your physical life that you can see, feel, touch, and tell me one thing that came into your physical reality that didn't first start as a thought and an emotional desire. This is how it works. This is how this system works. Why aren't we taught this when we're younger? Why why aren't we taught we have this power? Because this power serves us it doesn't serve whoever's in charge of this place right they want what do they do you know i i used to go to school every day from eight to three and i'm going this makes no sense i come here they give me a book i have to memorize something i come the next day i regurgitate it and then i forget about it and it just never made much sense to me so that's why i quit going to school in eighth grade because it was programming And 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 I rebelled against it. Now, is that good or bad? I don't encourage that. I wouldn't teach that to my children. But for me, that was my path that I had to take. And as a result of taking that path, my mind is totally open. There's not one concept that you can throw at me that I'm going to dismiss. I'm going to consider it. I'm going to evaluate it. If it resonates at first, I might dig deeper. If it doesn't resonate, if I think it's BS, I'm just going to discard it. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to ever say I know everything because I. The more I know, the, the more I realize I don't know anything. You know, I can tell you what I think I know. I can tell you what I think I've experienced. But when it comes to this world that we live in, who really knows? So who's telling you what to do? Who's telling you how it works? You need to be your own creator. You need to figure out what works for you. And it has to be moral and ethical. It has to be... In the Christ consciousness, the 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 golden rule, right? So I'm coming from a place of, you know, how can I love my neighbor as myself, right? So if that's my premise, and I'm coming from that point, then I'm just here to serve and and to help. You know, boy, you look at America. Three hundred years ago, what was it full of? Indians, indigenous people, and the best I can see, they lived in harmony. You know, it was all about the spirit. You know, before they would go and hunt a deer, they would pray to the deer spirit. You know, we need to eat. Is it okay if we take your life so that we can live? The plants. How did they know a good plant from a bad plant? Intuition. Their third eye wasn't all clouded and calcified. They knew what was going on. How did these birds know to fly south every winter? How did the whales know to leave the Arctic and go to Hawaii and give birth and then get back up there as fast as you can before you starve to death? You know, how do they know this? And then all these humans, humans are supposed to be the smartest animal here, and what a mess. This has got to stop, ladies and gentlemen. And so this is why we're building mountains of hope. This is why we're trying to get the creation frequency out there so people can understand how this really works, how manifestation really works, how the law of attraction really works. And because if we don't do something soon, in my opinion, it's going to get harder and harder and harder to reverse whatever's going on and fix this. Um, There's three... There's three um, sayings or quotes that i live by one was from Dietrich, dietrich bonhoeffer who was in germany in the 1940s he was a priest or a pastor he could have gotten out he decided to stay to help his people and he said a righteous man lives for the next generation and so i heard that 30 years ago and it's always resonated with me plus i have four kids plus i have seven grandkids so I want to leave this place better than what I found it. The other one that resonates with me, and I, I can't remember who said I think it was Edison maybe. I don't know. But he basically said, evil exists because good men do nothing. Boy. And the question now is, what can we do? I mean, everything gets censored. You know, <laughs> you go to Washington, D.C. to... Listen to a speech, and you've spent two years in solitary confinement now because of what? And boy, oh boy! And the third quote, what well, comes from Martin Luther King, and and this I really resonated when I was doing my nonprofit work and I working with women below the poverty line while they battle cancer. And Martin Luther King said, "An insult to justice anywhere is an insult to justice everywhere." And what I saw in the medical profession after my late wife Margot passed, and I met this woman named Amanda, who inspired me to start this foundation and to work with women below the poverty line and are battling cancer. There's a huge injustice in the medical system towards poor people, towards minorities. There's a huge injustice in the justice system in America towards minorities. Towards poor people, I really don't believe there's much racism in America, as opposed to it's more economic um, disparity. I mean, who created this economic mess in the African American community? How did that happen? Until you ask those questions and you look for the answers, and because I, you know, I had a business in Oakland, California, for 26 years, so I'm very familiar with the African American community. And I've seen the destruction of it with my very own eyes. And it's, it breaks my heart. And it never should have happened. But I don't think it happened because of racism. I think it happened because of economic racism. Not black and white. Economic unfairness. That's what happened. I mean, skin color? I don't think so. I think we're way past that, ladies and gentlemen. I think everything has been manipulated to to harm people maybe on purpose i don't know but listen the time is coming that we need to go back to the basics and what are the basics family first community second integrity responsibility love contribution caring for one another man when i was a kid man a neighbor walks moves moves into the neighborhood everybody takes some cookies or a pie say hey welcome to the neighborhood now heck we're living in an apartment we don't even know our neighbors in our apartment building we don't know the person next door across i mean we've lost that sense of ourselves and now everybody has a podcast (laughs) everybody's a coach um everybody's an influencer everybody's a tiktoker you know and so if you look at america we don't make anything anymore we make google and facebook you know the the apple iphone is made in china you know everything's made somewhere else and as a result look at our cities look at our homelessness look at our banks look at our government look at our leaders i mean please look with open eyes open mind Get rid of the anger. Get rid of the pointing the fingers at the Democrats. Get po- tired of pointing the fingers at the Republicans. So, anyways, welcome to our new show called The Power of Your Voice. And, you know, because in my book, The Creation Frequency, it's all about using the power of your voice to manifest what you truly want in your heart, not what you think you want, not what your parents told me you're supposed to want what you truly desire, that's what the creation frequency is about. Using the power of your voice to manifest what you truly desire. But the power of your voice to manifest great wealth. And wealth isn't bad or good. It's necessary when we're younger because we're raising a family and we want to you know, make enough so that we're comfortable, right? And we have freedom. But at my age, I don't need more wealth. I need more health. So using the power of my voice to create better health is what I'm doing now. Then I'm giving wealth away. You know, someone, I think it was Carnegie, said you spend the first half of your life making money, so you spend the second half giving it away. Where are those people today? This is what, everybody, mm, don't get me going. So I hope you like our new show, the, the Power of Your Voice, and we'll have guests, um, actually next week we have a great guest, a beautiful man with a heart of gold, he has an amazing story, it was a, was a highly thought of police officer in massachusetts ended up in prison and now he's changing lives like you can't believe people going through alcohol drug problems or any sort of problem teaching neurolinguistic programming so i hope you'll check tune in, check that out next week a powerful interview so the show going forward is going to be mostly me interviewing people sharing my little whatever i can share to inspire you to help you create a better life and The mountains of hope segment so really that's what the show is about today and i want all of you to realize that none of us are victims i don't care what's happened to you in your life when you play the victim card you're no longer a creator and when you're no longer a creator you no longer have power victims don't create because they have no power people that create hold on to their power and realize that everything that they need in their life to be happy Fulfilled and successful is already within. We have these two eyes always looking out for God, looking out for answers. It's all within. King Solomon said, There's nothing new under the sun. It's already here, and you have access to it. Clean this body, open this mind. You have a crown chakra right here connected to the source, the creator of all. But you got to turn off the noise, you got to move into the heart you got to have a pure and clean body and a pure and clean intention, a clean and pure purpose. And believe me, there's help from above. There's help from your neighbor. There's help from your loved ones. But you got to ask, and you got to know what you want. So take some time. Journal. Get quiet. Figure out why you're here. Figure out what you want to do. And if we can be a service in any way, you can check me out at MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com. Send me an email, Mike at MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com. If I can assist you in any way, I will. If you want to check out Mountains of Hope, go to MountainsofHope.com. And then our nonprofit foundation where we raise money, where we can send people for free to Mountains of Hope. It's the Love for Margot Foundation. Love for M-A-R-G-O-T dot org. So I just wanted to do this little 20-minute segment here to tell you about the new show, tell you where we're headed, tell you what to expect, and really if you know someone that is dealing with a physical issue a mental issue an emotional issue spiritual issue tell them to check out mounds of hope our first retreat is (coughs) coming coming soon sign up now to be considered because it's going to sell out before we even open the doors just go to moundsofhope.com. give us your name give us your email and uh, get on our mailing list and we'll keep we'll give you as much free stuff as we can but more importantly, you'll be contacted first if you want to attend our beautiful retreat center and have a, a transformational life experience and create the best version of your life. So next time, go out there, use the power of your voice to create the life of your dreams. All right, guys, now is my favorite topic of the show, time of the show, and it's brought to us by our sponsor, Mountains of Hope, which is our transformational health retreat center here in Medellin, Colombia. I hope you'll go check it out at mountainsofhope.com. It's really an amazing place where we're doing amazing work and teaching people how they have the power within themselves to already heal themselves. So every week we bring in one of our leaders and teachers at Mountains of Hope, and today we have a certified health coach with us. Kelly, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mike. Pleasure to be here again.
0: And I'm super excited about the subject that you've um, chosen for this week. It ties right into the new name of our show, The Power of Your Voice. and But it's going to uh, talk about one of the chakras. But if you give us a brief overview for our audience of the chakras, energy centers, emotional healing, whatever they are, and then the specific one you want to talk about.
1: So the emotional centers is we have seven of them. I mean, they are related with different parts of our body. So the relationship is between the emotions, the things that we feel, the emotions, the patterns, the thoughts that we have, and every of the organs. So a lot of people call sickness the manifestation of one of these centers being blocked or not being taken care of. We call it a message. I mean, the body is sending us a message that something is happening. So we can say, for example, people who suffer a lot of headaches, are people who are normally a lot in their minds, thinking about something over and over and over again. So people say, I-, I suffer migraines, but it's probably something in your mind that you need to deal with. Or for example, people who suffer from probably the lungs, the heart, Uh, normally people who feel that they have been abandoned people who actually have abandonment in life or they relate many situations in life with this the sickness or the message that the body is sending is you need to heal something here in your heart digestive issues uh, are related with the third emotional center and it's people who for example constipation or people who actually suffer a lot from problems in the digestive system is messages that the body is saying you need to let go of things that are wasteful
0: <laughs> <laughs> and toxic
1: yeah toxic things yep. that your body don't need anymore uh, the first emotional center is actually related with our joints joints the bones the, our immune system is the base so the body. first
0: center would be the base of our spine
1: exactly. so it would be the, the base like,
0: yeah. In the cox. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And it is our joints, our bones, our immune system. It's all the relationship. with. That's why sometimes the relationship between these another of the centers because of the immune system. The second one will go more like up here. And all the things related with our reproductive system. The third one will be the digestive system. When we start going up, it will be our heart, our lungs. This one, which is one of my favorite ones for uh. personal experience and because of the part of your voice when we're going to discuss later, our thyroid, our mouth, our neck. Then we go to our ears, our head, our brain. And then finally, we go to the last one, which is the degenerative sickness that people sometimes get. So it's a lot of the connection with themselves, with God, with their inner person. But today, we definitely, because of the part of your voice, we're going to talk about number fifth, which is something to talk about. I mean, our mouth, our neck. And our fire
0: and also our power right there's because yeah. this is a power source i mean this is how we speak to the world exactly. you know and this is how we we use our voice to manifest mm-hmm. but a lot of people contract and then they lose this ability what's going on with them
1: so we have different issues here and we know that a lot of the things could come from our childhood but uh, now that we are old enough we can take responsibility I would say for parents, it's about validating what the children want to express. You know how many times, for example, the kid wants to cry or wants to say something? He, d- he still doesn't know how to manifest their emotions or right. pain or whatever. And the parents go, shh, it's nothing. Nothing happened. Don't cry. So that's when we, as children, start to look at, oh, my goodness, I can express myself because I can make my father, my mother, or the person that I admire, upset. They shut down. So this, we as children start to actually shut down or if we want to cry, so we don't cry or we want to manifest emotion or a scream or whatever. So when we, I mean, as in, in the childhood is when we start getting a lot of these things by this, shh, shh, don't say anything, shut up. Uh, you will make your dad upset. You make me upset when you're crying. I mean, d- or let me make you cry like for real. All
0: right, right. All right. All right.
1: <laughs> so all these things. And obviously I don't judge parents and I don't judge any parent that at any given moment they did it because that's what they learned probably from someone else before. But what I'm saying today is if you hear us is just validate what your child is actually wanting to say to you because the thing is that child grows up and then they think that in order to please other people, you actually need to keep it quiet. You should actually keep it there. Don't don't create conflict. In fact, we see that most, of, most women are the ones who get more thyroid problems because to keep the peace, to avoid yeah. the conflict at home between the couple, or with the children, with the society. So I just keep it quiet. So that's one of the things that actually I would say has created a lot of these issues.
0: So what I hear you just say is that if I'm a woman and I'm married, I'm raising family and all that, and I start to shut down and contract and I quit using my voice, it could lead to thyroid problems and illness, and what, what would that manifest like?
1: So it could be things like a ha- hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism, which is it depends on like a, what pattern of what thought I have. Normally, people who f- f- feel humiliated, they they mm. probably have because the thing with the thyroid is intuition. So it's people who normally actually can see something when people have been humiliated for expressing what they actually have said is when we see a lot of the hypothyroidism that sometimes manifests as Hashimoto. And that's why which is what, Hashimoto? is an autoimmune disease, which is lowers the function of the thyroid. So that's one of the things that these days actually is really common to see and as an autoimmune. And
0: if I have a low-functioning thyroid, what's going on in my body? So
1: the metabolic system is actually going to work less. And people can suffer from constipation, dry hair, uh, in uh, the fatigue i mean you literally Oof, feel 50. like uh, you get up you could have slept for eight hours and it's like a, i can't i mean if you exercise if the person exercises it's like a, okay the last of your energy is just gone brain fog sometimes so in the in moodiness i mean it's easy for that person to actually have changes in her mood like uh, from being super happy to actually being super down even sometimes depression
0: yeah you know it's interesting you made me think because i grew up in a in a, Alcoholic home, so there's a lot of shame, humiliation, especially humiliation, right? And I, I wonder, you know, how much I shut down my voice. You know, here's how I responded because I didn't want to shut down my voice. I just knew something was wrong, so I just left home at 14 years old. That was how I got my voice back. That's how I took my power back. Interesting. Uh, so the Go ahead. Thing that
1: to see there and it's, it's not just our thyroid so it's also our neck and our mouth it's mm. all of these for example people who sometimes suffer from the neck neck pain stiffness, things like that or cervical at that point like at this height of the neck it's people who normally are really good communicators but the frustration goes when first they communicate and like at their point was not gotten by the people who he was talking to so he cannot control the outcome or the other thing is indecision in why if I'm such a great communicator and I'm able to express my things, why I cannot get across this message to this person or to that person. So that generates frustration. Yeah. So sometimes I mean, sometimes it's people who don't know how to communicate. Other times it's people who actually have great communication skills, but actually they know how to use them to convince other people or influence other people.
0: And sometimes manipulate other people, right?
1: Yeah, I would say that many times the manipulation, I I see a lot of these things like a base on fear, like fear base, because it's a way that people use or have seen other people use it to actually get the outcome. So I would say everything that is fear-based would generate any type of blockage in our bodies. And the other thing is the mouth. So it's people who actually suffer from any type of sickness in the teeth, the jaw, because it's people who actually are really frustrated, but they, do, they don't let it out. And I'm not saying about, like, okay, now you go and scream to everyone. No, it's actually learning how from love and out of love, expressing and finding the right moment, the right tone, and the right person to actually talk about it. Because there are many people who actually can ventilate the problems to everyone except the person they have the issue with.
0: So what if someone is just normally quiet, mm-hmm. someone shy it's from childhood, right? I'm thinking I have two sons, right? And one is more outgoing and one has always been quiet. You know, the, the younger son, I swear to you, every, every October the teacher would call up and say, hey, Mr. Murphy, uh, does your son Chris speak? Oh. <laughs> I mean, he was that quiet. And even as an adult, you know, he's still very quiet. So do you think some of this we bring from past lives or is, what, what do you think is going on with a youngster that's just quiet or shy?
1: I actually think personalities play uh, like a, a big time here. There are people who actually don't have to be allowed to actually make the point across. There are people who are people a few words, but in whatever they say, there is wisdom in what right. is necessary to be said. Right. Was. So, I wouldn't say, I, I don't know Chris, but I, I wouldn't say that it could be some people childhood, could be his personality. Yes, yes. I mean, there are people, like I remember being, at, uh, when I was little, more little. <laughs> 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 my sister and I, my sister was more outgoing, talking to yeah. everyone, saying hi to everyone. I would be quieter. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's also, is Chris the oldest one? Youngest. Youngest? Yeah. And he's the quiet one? Yeah. My
0: goodness, that's, that's outside of it's my very strange. Time. Yeah, well, it's reverse, right? But but you're very outgoing now. How about your sister? Is she still the I same? Still. Okay, <laughs> interesting.
1: She's a host for every single event. She's but you,
0: you reminded me of something very important, and something that we do at Mountains of Hope is before our guests come, we ask them to get some genetic markers so we can look at their DNA. And what I learned by doing this myself is when there's gene mutations. It's, it's related to a personality trait. That's what blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So when we inherit the genetic DNA from our parents, we're also inheriting personality traits. And if certain genes are broken or not functioning properly, we, then we definitely inherit that. It's so fascinating to me.
1: Mike, and you see it? Like children who actually didn't grow up with the father or their mother. Yeah. And actually, they didn't have any contact. But they reflect exactly the personality of that person that wasn't even like present in their lives. Yeah. And it's part of that information that bring up. The amazing thing now with epigenetics, and we actually take responsibility, yes. Yes. is that, uh, yeah, so because probably people can be hearing us right now and say, ah, I knew it was my parents fault, yep. I knew yep. it was that teacher that yep. told me that I'm not good enough. But we also see a lot of cases of people who said, you know what? Probably they said that to me. Probably my mind was going there, but I'm going to take responsibility over my life and I'm going to start to feel myself, be present to myself, listen to my body, take time for journaling, studying what's happened with my thyroid. I mean, when we have any type of diagnosis from a doctor, go on and study that part of your body. See what it does, yeah. what it requires. What, what does it mean that it functions well or it functions out of like yeah. the normal? And start learning. And check your emotions. I mean, I always say to people, and this is a passion for me because I had a time in my life that I I was vegan, I would exercise, I would have my green juice, uh, my parents are lovely and all of that. But it was in the middle of a relationship when I I actually didn't say to anyone or share to anyone what was really going on for me. Like, I would have a huge agitated situation, I would cry for one minute, and then make up, blah, 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 go out. So it was... Was good that affecting time. your health
0: at some Okay. So
1: at that point, I didn't know. I thought, no, I'm super strong. I, I can keep going. La da, da, da. I really forgave. Da, da. I did forgave, but uh, I wasn't allowing myself to feel.
0: Yes. So you and I down. wasn't
1: expressing what I was really feeling. Right. Kelly, how are you? I'm oh, really good. Yeah. Kelly, how are things? I'm oh, really good. Kelly, I'm oh, really good. Everything was really good, but uh, I wasn't really good. Uh-huh. So after I got like uh, in my blood test that uh, my thyroid was actually... Like, okay, Kelly, we need to check a little bit more of your thyroid. It didn't go to the point that I developed an autoimmune disease, but it was Almost on my it. path. Yeah. So, the amazing and beautiful thing for our bodies through blood tests or things like this is that our bodies are telling us, hey, I'm sending you a message, Wake up. careful, what's happening with you? So, I start checking the emotions attached to my thyroid, and it was, okay, expressing, saying things as I'm feeling them, finding the right place, the right moment, because by nature, I'm a good communicator. And I teach people how to communicate, but I was keeping mine right, inside. Right. If you can introduce me to a person, I will know their life after one hour, and they will have no idea <laughs> about me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true of most of us. So you brought up something it's something that we teach a lot at uh, Mountains of Hope. And by the way, Mountains of Hope, there's a lot of education. You know, the first week is a physical detox. Then we go into this type of work, energy work, emotional work, using sacred plant medicine, all this kind of stuff to really give you a transformation a moment. But what we teach is epigenetics. What is epigenetics? So we're born with genetics that came from our parents, right? And we used to think, the world used to think, that was our destiny. You know, if, if whatever your parents gave you, if they come with heart disease, you're going to get heart disease. They come with cancer, you're going to get cancer. They've learned now that's all BS. It's mostly the environment. 95% or more is environment. What is environment? What you put in your body, what you think, what you feel, what you drink. So... You, just because you got dealt a bad hand of genetics, it doesn't mean anything. It's the environment, and so you can overcome bad genetics with great healthy habits, and that's what we teach in Mountains of Hope. So along those lines, as far as epigenetics and this kind of work, how do you see that?
1: So I was say in the part of I need to talk, and having this show that is a part of your words, it's actually realizing first how much power is in your mouth and right. what you said. I mean, the Bible in Proverbs actually talks about there is death or life in the tongue. Yeah. There is power in the words that I speak to myself. What are the, What is the conversation that you have with yourself right. about yourself? Uh, I'm a failure. Right. This is horrible. Nothing good is going to happen for me. I knew this is going to be this way. I never had the chance, la, 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 la just let's replace that for more empowering words that even if you're not seeing them right now through visualization meditation prayer whatever you practice you actually start changing the talk that you have with yourself i would say that's a step number one okay the second one i really recommend journaling sometimes when you actually haven't been able to speak to other person i mean probably the safest place is yourself and your notepad write whatever you feel i mean as it, as it comes. I mean, you don't have to put rules or things like that. There is something called the morning pages, where you actually start writing for like 15 minutes, whatever comes to your mind. And you start getting those things out. There are times that actually do it, and it's like, okay, it's not that important, really. Oh, I, I think I was making a big mess around it, but it's not that big deal. Dissipates, yeah. It's like, but you need time to connect with yourself, to yeah. allow your body to talk to you. I mean, see whatever is in your mouth, your neck, and your thyroid that is actually speaking and sending messages to you, and also trying to find a safe person or a safe place, not judgmental, not critical, where you can actually express yourself. And if it's people you need to talk to, if it's situations, I mean, just re- remember, your health is more worthy than anything else. Right. Trying to avoid conflict by not saying what you really mean it's not going to help in the long distance yeah. it's going to be a quick fix but it's not going to help in the long distance so allow yourself to connect yourself to feel your thyroid your neck your mouth and just let your body talk to you i mean avoid distractions because many times what we eat the i mean creates disorders in, in the time that we connect with ourselves or people actually choose an addiction that actually distracts and, and numbs the feelings and the idea is to allow us to feel yeah. And to be able to connect with that and that why not check with your doctors, like, how is your thyroid working? Because yeah. probably you say, because sometimes people don't feel things that are like, a, oh, my goodness, I'm bleeding. or oh, I have this cut. Right. And sometimes people normalize the, the symptoms. Like, yeah. for example, brain fog, being tired, having constipation. People think, oh, that's normal. We'll just take a pill. Right. Go and check yourself with the doctor. See how is your mouth? How is your neck? If you just touch your neck and you find that it's like, oh, my goodness, it hurts. Just yeah. start to actually speak.
0: Yeah. You brought up something for you guys. I hope you uh, all get to eventually come to Mountains of Hope. And one of the gifts we give you when you arrive is a really nice journal. That's how important we think journaling is. Because journaling is a way of using your voice to clear out your emotional energy, right? And what I find when I journal is I ask for wisdom. And so many great answers come. I just, But I love writing it down. Heavenly Father, please give me wisdom on this And so many miracles happen in my life just by taking the time to be with myself, go through my body, my emotions, see what's going on, put it on paper, and then all of a sudden everything works out. It's a beautiful thing.
1: Absolutely. And that you mentioned, I mean, like, uh, because these days everything is this typing. Yes. It's about writing it down. Write it down. We are familiar with the work of Louise Hay, and uh, she talks about about the affirmations, the work with the mirror, uh, and I would say that's also a good point to start, I mean... There are many books that she actually wrote, and the, for the specific situation in your body, there is an affirmation that you can kind of start confessing and declaring. In my life, I also do it, like you mentioned before, like things from the Bible, things that God said about me. Right. When I write like the Heavenly Father that I also learned with you, is like a, really allowing myself to how the Creator sees me, I will see myself. Yeah. Instead of how people say, what right. society say, what other people say, I have in my mind what my creator says about me yep. and that actually is just empowering itself because many times we're looking for that affirmation from outside, but we need to know that it has to come first from the inside and that's what is going to transform yep. our lives.
0: Powerful. Well, I want to thank you for this segment of Mountains of Hope today coming Pleasure. to join the show and I want to reemphasize what Kelly just said I because I've been going through this mantra lately. Only thing that matters is what I think, right? Right. Because you know the the world is so noisy and everybody has an opinion and getting out everybody's public now and everybody criticizes. But you know what? I know my heart. I know my soul. I know my mission. I know my purpose, and that's all that matters is what I think. And I and I hope you all embrace that. Because when you get like that and you get comfortable in your skin, then you have the power of your throat and the power of your word, and you can spread it. So, uh, thank you, Kelly, and we'll see we'll see you next week. All right, everybody. Thank Thank you. you. Okay, guys, now is my favorite part of the Power of Your Voice podcast show, and that's when we bring in our sponsor, Mountains of Hope. And today we're fortunate enough to have one of our leaders and our teachers and a certified health coach that just happens to be my beautiful wife, Sarah. Sarah, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me here.
0: And what subject would you like to discuss today? So,
2: we're going to talk a little bit about anxiety and depression and a little bit of natural ways to go through the uh, progress of anxiety and depression.
0: Okay. So, tell me about anxiety and depression. I know a lot about it personally, but what's going on in the world with it?
2: Well, listen to this. After the pandemic, it went to the roof. Like, literally, the... um, In 2020, the Anxiety and Depression Association of America did a study and at least 31% of the adults in America have suffered of any type of anxiety or depression. But the sad part is between 2001 and 2003, it was only 19%. So it's getting more and more and more and more people are getting this uh, anxiety, you know. Anxiety is a response from your body that is feeling of fear, worry, um, dread. So it's like your body, like I always said in the last podcast, your body is a magnificent tool that when it cannot do anymore, it's gonna show you in so many ways.
0: So in my life, I can think of probably a half a dozen times where I felt sad and felt like maybe it was leading towards depression. And who wants to feel that, right? And you're telling me 31% of people in America feel this. So that's terrible. And so what I would do to get my way out of it is I would exercise. I started running and jogging, and that would have a profound effect on my depression.
2: So exercise is, I always said exercise is just not for your body to look young and beautiful. Exercise is for your brain. So I usually say, oh, I have my uh, exercise class. I'm not exercising my body. I'm exercising my brain. Because the the power of the exercise in your brain helps you to go through the anxiety or depression everyone have ever felt sad you know i always said oh happiness everybody wants to be happy happiness is just a state you know it's not going to be forever but the problem is you see all this Instagram, you see all these fake lives and you said, I want to be like that. You get stressed, you get anxiety. You, you want to be that person who has the private jet, who has the, all the, bra- the good brands, they're very expensive. And you start getting that stress because you don't own your house. You have uh, work from nine to seven every day. You have to work during the weekends. And then your body starts like getting all this stress, the stress, and you start like building it until your body says, no more. So when you're working out, it's giving you that breathe. And the other tool that is really good for anxiety and depression is breathe. Like there's a, a WinHub method that I really recommend to my clients. When you get that, that t- tickling in your heart, start breathing. Dip in, dip out. And keep doing it. Listen to a meditation. Meditate in your brain. It's a powerful tool to prevent To have anxiety. Or if you're having anxiety right now, it will help you to get it less. So that's three of the methods, but also how you eat. Like I always said in the last podcast, the way you eat, the way you think, and the way you move. Everything, it's a connection.
0: Well, you bring up a very interesting topic for me. And this is something we teach at Mountains of Hope. And that's the three pillars of health. And so what are they? Nutrition, which Sarah just talked about. And so we really, the beautiful thing about Mounds of Hope, talk about nutrition, we grow our own vegetables and fruits. We grow about 50 different vegetables, fruits, avocados. And so you literally go out and you pick what you want to drink or eat that day right from our garden. So nutrition, so important. And we only use distilled water, and we just sprinkle little minerals in it. So you're getting the best of both worlds, minerals and distilled clean, pure water with some minerals in, just like what you should get. If we had clean air and clean um, yeah. rainwater, that's what we would drink. That's the best thing. It goes into the rocks. It picks up the minerals and so on and so forth. So so we drink distilled the water there, and we drink these fresh vegetable juices, and we eat these great vegetable meals. And, of course, if you want chicken, fish, or carne, we're not going to – prevent you from eating that but we're going to encourage you to eat a plant-based diet but some people just need protein we accept that um so what what's the let me ask let me finish a couple thoughts real quick if you don't mind yeah so nutrition movement is the second thing so we have 20 acres. We've, we build a walking path, and there's a lot of elevation change. So a lot of movement. We have a gymnasium. We have two classes a day where we do the Wim Hof breathing method. We do cold water plunges. We do yoga. We do breath work. We do meditation, all that stuff. So movement, Right. And then the third one is sleep, and, I, and that's one of the things I've struggled with my whole life, and now at 65 years old, I'm dealing with a lot of health issues that were related to me not taking care of my sleep problems when I was in my 30s. So just for you young people out there, don't ignore it. It's only going to get worse, and for you people my age, we're going to do a lot of workshops around sleep, so just stay tuned to this show because I have sleep apnea, which caused hypertension early on. Now I have heart disease. I got kidney problems all because I didn't take care of the sleep apnea in my 30s. So let that be a lesson. Let go me ahead. go a go little ahead. bit deeper about Please. the cold water plunge. Do it.
2: So I always said when you're having a little bit of anxiety, put your face in like, mm. a, like with ice and water and try to go in until you cannot. It's going to really relieve you a little bit from right. that feeling. I'm not saying it's a cure, but right. everything you do every day because you have to be constant. You right. have to be committed. Right. Like I didn't understand a lot of, about anxiety, but one of my dearest friends that is she's like my family, she's suffering that. And I started studying. There's like a lot of meditation, a lot of breathing, do the cold water plunge in your face and in, in your body, exercise and nutrition, because there's some food that triggers your anxiety, like wheat.
0: Like, like wheat. Yeah,
2: wheat. like sugar, like processed food. So you have to, like, okay, if I suffer anxiety, try to avoid those food, especially alcohol. Yeah. Because it's not going to help your brain to go to work with the anxiety. And the other thing I really recommend, and we're going to also have it in Mountains of Hope, is therapist. If you need to talk, we usually humans, we just keep holding and holding and holding until Until we, we can.
0: Until we explode.
2: So like, for example, my generation, we're more into, I need to talk to someone. Like, I have a therapist, I go once a week, and it really helped me because she's not my friend, she's not my family, she's not my husband, she's not going to judge me. So she he's, she's going to have more balanced answer that if I tell something that it bothers to my husband or to my mom, they're going to be more a little bit more biased. So go and talk to someone.
0: And plus they're trained professionals.
2: Exactly.
0: So we, we have a psychologist at Mountains of Hope, part of our Treatment program. It was, I wouldn't call it a treatment program, but Mounds of Hope is all about coming and learning that you have the power to heal yourself within. We're going to help you detox your body. We're going to help you, with our psychologists, understand your mind, the left, the right brain, the neural pathways, reprogramming them. And we're going to do a lot of work around emotional wounds and emotional healing. So it's a full, comprehensive, physical, mental, emotional detox and awakening with... IVs and ozone therapy with the intention or purpose to have this great spiritual breakthrough that when you return home, you're a completely different person and now you can become the best version of yourself and you can create the best life for you, your family, your community, and the world. That's what Mounds of Hope is about. So let's talk about anxiety. I have so many people in my life, and you just said 31%, so, that are full of anxiety. You know, like I have relatives that won't fly. And so literally, you know, drive 16 hours on vacation and make the kids suffer because of anxiety and flying. Let me take, give you my little special week yeah. I had of anxiety. <laughs> and so I come from a long history of claustrophobic people in my family, starting with my parents, working my way down. My, I'm the oldest, but my sibling. Everybody in our family has a bit of claustrophobic. I probably have the least amount, but I still have some. And I think we all have it to a certain degree. Yeah. More people than you realize, to be honest with you. So anyways, I had this little heart condition, and so I had to do a, an MRI for my heart. And so, you know, you get a little anxious when you show up, and here's this enclosed little cylinder that they're going to put you in. And this one is one, I've had them before, so I understand the anxiety. And, you know, sometimes they offer you a, some sort of medication to calm you down. And I go, I don't want to do that. It was early at 7 in the morning, so I don't want to ruin my day, right? I couldn't afford to ruin my day. And I'm also doing it here in Colombia, and they're going to speak in Spanish, and I don't understand the Spanish, so I was lucky enough that my, they let my wife be in my headphones. Um, and so here I, they put me in this little tunnel, and, but I'm tied down. I mean, I can't move anything, right? I have headphones on. I can't move my arms. I can't scratch my nose. And, and so I'm in there. So we go for about 20 minutes. And Sarah's saying, okay, breathe in, breathe out, hold it. And I had to hold it for 10, 15 seconds, the breath, right? So they take the MRI of my heart. And after I'm in there, I don't know how long, you know, but like three or four sessions of this that are probably lasting five or seven minutes each, right? And, and she goes, well, we got to do it again. You keep moving. And I'm, they can't hear me. And I'm like screaming, I'm not moving, you guys. I am not moving. So then... Three or four more sessions, I'm guessing we're 30, 40 minutes in this thing. They told me going in, if you don't move, it's only an hour. If you move, it's an hour and a half. So I go, I once again, oh, we got to redo it again. You keep moving. I, I'm not moving, right? And so long story short, my heart was beating so fast and so much out of rhythm that the screen, they couldn't read it on the screen. It wasn't the fact that I was moving. It was my heart was beating so fast. Long story short, they pull me out. I go, how long have I been there for? two hours and 10 minutes, okay? You know why? About six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, we went to Cartagena and we spent a week in a Dr. Joe Dispenza advanced workshop and all we did for that week was meditate. And one morning we meditated from 4 a.m. to four and a half hours. Okay, this isn't me, okay? But it's such a powerful approach to eliminate anxiety, to eliminate depression. So anybody, and one out of three of you out there are suffering from anxiety or depression, I just strongly urge you to go to YouTube, start looking at Joe Dispenza's work, or look at other meditations' work. There's only a million freaking videos there that you can go. And As I was saying, listen, this meditation has changed my life. And it is so powerful to relax the body and sharpen the mind. And so when I was in this tunnel for two hours, you know, I was able to lower the, my brain waves. I was able to go from beta down into alpha, maybe even theta. And, and I just focused on that through my breath work, as Sarah was saying. So listen, no one should be suffering from anxiety or depression. It starts with anxiety. And a lot of times it's your diet or the fact that you're not off the... A lot of times it's you're not moving, You know, and we get in ruts. I get it. You know, and this is why we're creating mountains of hope. There's so many people that are have this great life that they should be living, and they're stuck in anxiety, depression. They're overweight, they're obese, they can't get off the weight. I always say, hey, Jesus allegedly came here a couple thousand years ago with this great, powerful message that literally changed the world and started a new movement. But if he'd been sitting there with Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem eating McDonald's every day on the couch, he never would have left Bethlehem to go out and give the good news of the gospel, (laughs) right? So that's why it's so vitally important, our nutrition, our movement, and our sleep. And if you manage those three things properly, that's only three things you got to manage in your life. Manage those three things properly, you're not going to have depression, anxiety. And more importantly, you're going to have the energy to learn techniques to always create the best version of yourself and the best version of your life. And if you study my work, The Creation Frequency, and how the power of intentions, and the power of sound, the power of your voice, then you manifest this beautiful life. And that's what I desperately want for each and every one of you watching and listening today. Okay, what else would you like to share with us today?
2: Well, the other thing is anxiety usually hits more women than men. Okay. Because of the hormones. Okay. Remember why we talked last podcast about hormones? Yeah. So if if you have your hormones in a balanced way, you have less possibilities to have anxiety. Okay. So it's really important to know your body, to start checking it. Go so how on.
0: would I check my hormones?
2: So there's different ways. Blood work, as I told you last uh, podcast, do the Dutch test. Okay. I usually do my blood work every four months. Because, and what's the
0: Dutch test again for people that weren't here?
2: Uh, the Dutch test it will give you every day of your hormones and how it's going okay. your... Your uh, stress levels, your adrenals, your progesterone, your t- t- so testosterone, would, estrogen.
0: Would you say that's the most comprehensive yes. hormone test? Yes. Okay, ladies out there, if you're suffering with anxiety, depression, brain fog, obesity, or overweight, do the Dutch test.
2: Even if not, I always said, every four months, try to do blood work. Check your thyroid. Check uh, like everything. How's your glucose? How's your like calcium? Everything because there's some stuff that it, they're not going to be normal and you're going to say what's happening start listening to your body okay for example you feel depressed sometimes when you're not sad, when you're sad you're feeling depressed you don't want to walk take yourself to go, go for a walk take yourself okay what's the food that always makes me comfort and happy go for that and get a hug from someone you love a hug a hug okay Literally, the release that the chemical release that gives you a hug is therapeutic. Therapeutic. Therapeutic, and it will help you a lot. So, believe it or not, hug.
0: And the other thing I would suggest for people that are depressed and anxious: go out and help someone else. You know, all the times in my life when I go and and I and there is a million ways to do it. From walk, you know, helping an old elderly person cross the street. Giving your seat up on a bus, helping someone carry their bags, go to the old people's home and sit there and play a game with them or just talk to them, just visit with them. Um, Anonymously give a gift to somebody in your life that you know is struggling. Anonymously send a letter to someone in your life that you know is struggling. Find a stranger, lift them up. Go feed a homeless person. You know, I used to do that all the time with my kids. Every Christmas time we go to San Francisco, we give away coats and gloves and hats and meals. And man, it's uplifting. It fulfills you and you release chemical. You know, the brain is releasing chemicals all the time based on what you think. So if you're having lousy thoughts all day, it's making lousy chemicals that go into your body and make you feel worse. It's a continuous loop of anxiety and depression. Change your thoughts, change your mind, change your mind, change your life. That's what we teach, teach in Mountains of Hope. Okay, in closing, anything you'd like to add to this?
2: Well, for me, I'm an animal lover, so if you oh, like animals, even that. but you want to have the commitment, yeah. adopt a dog, a cat, yes. it will help you a lot. Believe me. I, I have been having a dog since I was a baby. And I couldn't imagine my life without without a dog.
0: I couldn't agree more. So we have, at Mounds of Hope, we have seven rescue dogs. So if you ever come and stay with us, (laughs) uh, you better like dogs. And then we have our dog here that's guarding the set right now, Tequila, that what she's saying is true. She's up every morning at 6.37 walking this dog, and a lot of times bringing me along with her, and (laughs) walking the dog every night. She literally gets up at 4 in the morning takes the dog downstairs to the dog can pee. Right. I don't know why we can't put a pad here, but she's really into taking care of this animal. And, and so that makes her heart very full and very rich. You know, for example, if I take Sarah to the mall right now today, and when I go into the mall, I lock her in the trunk of my car (laughs) and I come back three hours later and I open the trunk. She's going to be mad, right? Very I mad. mean, very mad. Very mad. Okay. <laughs> but if I take tequila to the mall and I lock her in the trunk of my car for three hours and I open the trunk, is she going to be mad or happy?
2: Happy to see you. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> that's the beauty of a dog. Well,
2: because we have to learn to think how to dog things. We just have to live the moment.
0: Yes. And if you're living in the present moment, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to suffer from anxiety or depression. And so that's now that's a harder task to do, but that's why nutrition, Movement, sleep, meditation is a really powerful tool for this.
2: Exactly. Because remember, depression is all, you, your brain is always living in the past. Anxiety is your brain always living in the future. Yeah. We have to live in the present. Yeah. And we're going to learn this in Mountains of Hope, how to heal your body, understand your brain composition, meditate in the present moment.
0: Yeah, there's a saying that I used to use a lot way back in the day. What's It would go, um, the future is a promissory note, the past is a canceled check, and the present is the gift and For being sure. in the moment. And so it's so powerful to live in the moment and... You won't have anxiety. There is no anxiety and depression in the in the present moment. It's only thinking about past wrongs, mistakes, regrets, guilt, or future fears. Okay, and, and not being enough. And that's and we talked earlier today, you know, about scrolling through social media yeah. and what that does chemically. You know, oh God, I hate this person and they're so happy. My brain is releasing bad chemicals into my body, mm-hmm. right? So if you can stay off social media. And especially the, the real problem with social media is the device you're looking on because you're getting this blue light and you're screwing up your circadian rhythms and you're affecting your eyesight and everything else. And releasing a ton of bad chemicals and all the radiation from the Wi-Fi and the radio signals and the TV signals. So, so the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, no one should be of anxiety or depression if you are here's some good tools to get out of it but it's up to you and you have you have to quit being i think most people so many people are committing suicide right now i think oh, yeah. 25 military guys retired military veterans are committing suicide every day kids these shootings these are all related right right so it's really time to step it up and, and to take care of ourselves and to really take care of our loved ones and have an eye out, especially if we have yep. small children, teenagers. Pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to what they're posting. All right. Well, thank you so much for thank this Mountain of Hope me. segment. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Right. Bye.